everyone um pre-med group um i am joined here today um uh, with dr femi shawali am i pronouncing it correct perfect excellent excellent dr um yeah. femi shawali um who is an osteopathic physician and a cardiologist with uh, mid michigan health and university of michigan in health and is a member of the comprehensive heart and vascular team uh, he attained his integrative biology degree from the university of toronto uh, after completing two years of research at Wells Cornell Medical Center, he went on to complete a degree in medicine at Turo College of Osteopathic Medicine in New York City. Uh, Dr. Shawali pursued, pursued his postgraduate degree uh, at Michigan State University, uh, completing an internal medicine residency and a cardio, cardio, cardiology fellowship. So, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, so my intention to share um, is so that we can just share our expertise with the pre-med students, you know, um, lessons learned that we, we both have learned um, through this experience. But you in particular, we want to listen intently to you um, so that you can share your, your wisdom um, with pre-med students. Okay. But the, the first thing I want to do before we kind of dive in is to do something a little fun just for like a minute or two, okay? Sure. So I call it like a speed questions. Um, so one, two minutes, um, we're gonna go through these like series of questions, just give you a first thought. You know, it kind of shares who you are beyond the sciences, okay? Got it. So I'm gonna ask you really quick. <laughs> right. um, so, PC or Mac? Uh, PC, definitely. Android or iPhone? iPhone. <laughs> Favorite season? Pardon? Favorite season? Fall, spring, winter. I'd say spring. Definitely spring. Yeah. Favorite vacation spot. That's a tough one. Uh, I would say. Come on, come on. That's kind of speed rounds here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> come on. Uh, probably Nigeria, actually. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. Favorite restaurant. Uh, I'd say. And just kind of any restaurant in New York City that has an open seating, definitely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite guilty food? Uh, ice cream. Okay. <laughs> favorite TV show? Uh, you know, I've been kind of doing a lot of throwbacks, so I've been throwing back to different a different world, so I have to go with that right now. Okay. Favorite movie? Yeah. Favorite movie, huh? Uh, just go with the Avengers. That's the first thing I have to think about. Might, 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 might not be my favorite, but I came up with that first, so I'll take that. Okay. Favorite character in Avengers? Now that's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, so many <laughs> different characters. Uh, I'm gonna be like teaching over Black Panther on that one. Okay, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you to swag. Um, favorite movie? I'm sorry, not favorite movie. Favorite sport? Sport. Uh, I'd have to go to basketball. Okay. M music genre. Uh, that's another tough one, um, but 
totally different genres, and I've uh, I've, you know, I've changed. If you asked me that question five years ago, I'd probably give you a different answer, but uh, um, probably like world hip hop, I guess, would be my my favorite right now. Okay. Yeah. And last one, favorite color? Color definitely blue. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Me yeah. Too. Me too. We got a lot of similarities there. We definitely <laughs> do. Um, so again, it's it's good to see you, and I definitely appreciate your time. As I know you're a busy man, family yeah. man as well. Yes. Well, you're married now with uh, with how many children? Have uh, two kids. I have two boys, uh, eight year old and a six year old. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. What exciting times. Yeah. Everything going on. Exciting times. Yeah, yeah. And as a as a father myself, um, you know, I can tell you, you will you will live through it. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> it is definitely busy. This is a busy time in your life. Yeah. Wow. So congrats on all of that. Thank you. Um, so I guess if you don't wouldn't mind sharing, like you know, um, what inspired you like to to go into medicine? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I always kind of like sciences. Um, I, I kind of as a kid, I thought I'd be more into the uh, engineering type of sciences. Uh, but, you know, beginning of high school, I did a, a project on an amino acid called valine. And uh, I learned from that that, you know, you know, there's a single mutation that caused uh, glutamic acid to become valine. And I learned that uh, that single mutation caused sickle cell anemia. That kind of really opened, my, opened up my mind to biological sciences. Uh, and then the next year, I did a paper on sickle cell anemia. And, and from that, it kind of just really grew on me that I want to Really focus on the biological sciences. So uh, I think that was probably my first kind of uh, taste into wanting to become um, not, not, not necessarily a physician, but someone who was in the, in the health systems, definitely. So the very first, were you good in high school in terms of sciences? Um, I, would so. I was definitely doing more of the uh, AP type courses. Uh, so that was my focus in, in high school was the AP sciences, AP AP Chemistry, AP Physics, AP Biology. Uh, so I would say I was pretty decent in, uh, in, in high school. So I'm curious for, for, for the younger folks, you know, has, did anyone in your, in your walk kind of, you know, early on stages where did anyone approach you and like, oh, why are you doing this? You know, this is too difficult. You know, you, know, you seem to be good with basketball or whatever it might be. Did, you, did anyone try to deter you? In the beginning? Uh, no, in terms of my family, definitely no one in my family tried to deter me. Um, I was kind of lucky in the sense that I had uh, a father who was um, an uh, engineer and I had some, some relatives that were in the sciences. I would definitely say that in terms of everyone else around me, uh, you, you don't get that same amount of motivation as you do from your family. Uh, so definitely it was something that I had to kind of, you know, put my head down and really focus on it and, uh, you know, it's difficult. It's definitely difficult in the sense that uh, society might not really think that you're capable of, capable of being a, a physician or a scientist, and you have to go above and beyond what uh, society expects and, and just kind of focus on you and do, and do you. So. It's good to hear that you say that you had the family supports, because there are many out there. There are some that have the supports, uh, and then there are many that don't. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you at least had that. Um, you know, some are just dealing with no family supports and no, no, no peer supports because they just yeah, don't, they can't relate. Did you yeah, have anybody in your so, family that was physicians or in, in health sciences? Uh, no one in my direct family when I was 
you know, becoming a medical student. Uh, my sister ended up, ended up becoming a physician as well too. Uh, but uh, I didn't have anyone directly in my family that was a physician to look up to. So for me, it was, uh, I could definitely relate to those who don't have physicians in their family. Uh, it was something that I didn't have anyone to really look up to and say, hey, this is how you do the walk and this is what you need to do to become a physician. I didn't, I didn't have that. So I definitely made mistakes along the way um, because of that. Yeah, which leads me to, I was going to ask you if you had any challenges that you kind of, learned and figured out that you could share um, from your experiences that someone could benefit from? Definitely. So uh, for me, probably just the fact that, you know, when I went to college, I wasn't really uh, gung-ho about what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do science. Um, and that might be because of the fact that I didn't have anyone to look up to to say, hey, this is what you, what you should do and the steps you need to do as a pre-med to become a physician. So I just kind of went to college as the guy that I wanted to do science. And I think that, uh, I mean, it was kind of helpful in the sense that I had a broad view of, of science, but uh, it was also not very helpful in the sense that I didn't have a, a direction in terms of going straight into med school. So I didn't actually go straight into med school from college. I, I took a little bit of a detour and uh, did some research because I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to do. Um, so that was definitely something that, uh, if I had someone that was a physician or uh, more, or a, a thought out a mentor that was a physician, mm -hmm. uh, I probably would have had a more direct route to med school. <clears throat> you know, I, I find some people have a very strong sense of self in that they're okay with being the only, even though they, they, they feel being the only sometimes in spaces, in spaces of medicine whether it be specialty or conferences or, or even the, the school experience, being the only, sometimes it has its weight. There are some people that are managed that well, right? Because the love, of, love and support of their family, they kind of like, they stand strong, like they just push it off. I'm curious for you in particular, how did you, have you ever felt that, that only feeling in your space, in your walk in school or in your profession being the only, and how, how did you internalize that and manage that and just keep pressing? If Got it. Got it. Yeah, definitely, I think uh, uh, being a, a black physician, being a black uh, person that's in sciences, uh, you're quite often the only, I was only the, the only in my AP courses, for the most part, I was only the only in the science courses in, in college and one of the very few in, in, uh, in medical school as well too, and uh, even as res in residency. So, Every, every kind of step that I was taking, I was one of the very few only um, first black uh, person in, in that uh, field and then also a black male in that field as well, too. Uh, it's definitely something that I didn't necessarily internalize because I, I kind of lived it, lived it for so long. It was, uh, you know, the fact that uh, it's something you live for so long that it's sometimes you have to kind of step back later on and look at it and reflect and recognize that it was something that definitely weighed down on you a little bit. Um, during that time period, it, you know, you're so busy trying to become who you are that um, you don't recognize that it's something that, you know, uh, there's times in, in Mexico where I was part of SNMA, which is the Student National Medical Association. And we kind of step away from being the only in your Mexico when you go to those conferences where you're the majority it's when it's at those times you can really recognize that uh, 
being the minority in your med school uh, sometimes uh, does have its pitfalls and does weigh down on you. Um, and you feel a lot more um, elevated and, and promoted when you're part of a, a group that's similar to you. Uh, so for those who feel that way, I think it's important to be involved in groups that can promote you, have mentors that um, can promote you, uh, mentors that uh, reflect who you are and know that I know your struggle and can and tell you how to navigate those struggles. So, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean about SMA. Um, <clears throat> just even as an administrator participating in those events throughout the years, kind of rebooted me, refreshed me, uh, motivated me, mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of helped with that, that issue of being the only, uh, because you felt like you were connected to a bigger picture, if you will, or just, you know, national organizations statewide, you see, you could see the representation. So it really rebooted me as well. So I didn't feel so alone. Definitely. Um, that I, I saw some commonalities, some, some places, some spaces where I can relate, they could relate to. Um, so it, did you feel ever in coursework in particular, um, where you felt, you know, insecure about particular coursework? And how did you mentally deal with that? And, and how did you get the help you needed? If indeed that Got it, was. Got it. yeah. I think um, I mean, anyone that's gonna practice medicine is gonna feel at some point in time insecure about the coursework. It's just the way medicine is. It's a, a lot of information at you all at once. And uh, even if you're used to studying, uh, studying the volume of, of work you have to do in med school sometimes can be um, kind of daunting at times. Uh, so uh, for me, it was, uh, you know, sometimes you, you succumb to it and then other times you, you, you don't. Uh, and, and the ways you don't succumb to it is, uh, you know, being diligent, um, learning to you know, take it one step at a time, uh, learning not to take too many breaks. I, um, you know, what I kind of overwhelmed me was when I was doing too much. You know, if, you, if I did too much uh, and try to be too many things to do many, too many different, uh, different people, uh, it, it didn't work out very well. So for me, it kind of, you know, you, I had to isolate myself from distractions and just kind of focus on, on, on medicine only. And uh, for me, that was kind of the way I got through it. So uh, other ways I got through was just having support systems. So you definitely need to have a support system where someone can help motivate you. It's going to be trying times. Medicine is not only about, and medical school is not only about the art of learning. It's also the art of uh, being able to cope with challenging times and that's where having uh, loved ones or friends or family that can help support you makes a big difference. I'm curious, you know, as you were preparing to compete uh, for the medical school admissions, you know, when you were thinking to yourselves, well, how do I prepare for this competitive space? Um, you know, I wrote down some questions like, how do you feel about shadowing the, the importance of it? How do you feel about extracurricular? If people are build, starting to build their blocks. Like what are the, the, the things you think would be helpful to them engage in before they apply to med school? What would you say? Um, so that, looking back now, as someone who's gone through it and someone who um, you know, sees students, and uh, I think the most important thing is to show that you have an interest in medicine. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily mean shadowing, but that's a big part of it. Uh, it could be, you know, volunteering in the hospital and showing that you had that dedication to do it for, you know, two, three years or even a year of volunteering. 
that shows that you had that motivation to understand what it is to work in a hospital, um, what it means to be a, a, you know, seeing what it means to be a physician at times. Uh, so you don't necessarily have to volunteer. I think someone who shadows you know, once or twice, um, I would say that someone who volunteers, um, you know, for an extended period of time has a lot more weight than someone who volunteers once, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, really, you know, I, I appreciate your, your, your sharing your experience. Um, I could see a lot of people benefiting. Um, just to end, I wanted to ask you, um, if you were to talk to your younger self, uh, what would you say to your younger self now? <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough question because uh, you, you know you keep on learning and I, I think at the end of the day um, at the end of the day who I am now is because of the journey that I went through uh, so it's hard for me to tell my younger self to, to change that journey uh, because I wouldn't be who I am right now uh, but I would definitely say that you know, you know always keep your head up um, keep on trying to help others out and keep on having a, a love and dedication to what you do. Because uh, at the end of the day, if you don't have that, uh, it doesn't matter what you do in life. If you don't have that love and dedication and, and uh, for what you do, then uh, you don't really have the joy of uh, practicing. So um, even if I, at a young age, decided to you know, become an engineer instead of a physician, um, I want to make sure that that young kid that wants to become an engineer had a passion for and enjoy for being, becoming an engineer. You know, I, I yeah, I do have one more question. I apologize. Because, um, yeah, <laughs> we can definitely do an hour, I swear. Yeah. I, and so I'm thinking, I'm thinking for the younger man of color that's listening to us, I, I, I want you to let me know if, if I'm correct with this. I think sometimes men of color could, can have an issue with those of authority. And I think when we engage in this competitive space, sometimes we have authority, people that are authority of the moment, professors, deans, or whatever, sometimes they come at us hard. And, you know, we have to be mindful. You know, we watch the line, right? We want to all be treated with respect, first of all, you can say that. But I wonder, do you have any advice for the, the man, the thickening of the skin of a man of color, do you think that's even appropriate to say or to talk about? Because I think, you know, it's, it's the fight or flight kind of thing. And if, if you come into this space, I think, you correct me if I'm wrong, with a thin skin, when you're challenged, you're, you, it may be instinctive to want to flight or fight, right? Mm-hmm. Flight, right? Do I stay engaged in this or do I leave it? So am I, am I correct with that? And in, is there any words of wisdom for those men in particular? I mean, just people, of course, abroad, but I'm thinking of the men as we are both. Is there any advice to, to them, to, you know, to, to come into this, how to come into this mentally? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think they're, I mean, kind of sad that we have to talk about this. <laughs> huh? Um, Say again. It's, it's somewhat sad that we have to talk about, about this. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, I think that definitely sometimes understanding where the people that are saying those things come from, and sometimes they're not saying it uh, necessarily uh, directly to you, uh, and it's some of their own biases that are making them say those things. Um, so 
uh, for me, I think the, the best way was for me to just, you know, kind of trying to understand where they came from and then recognize that th what they're saying isn't who I am. And, uh, and also just having that, like I said, that passion for what you want to do in life and knowing that I think one of the things that uh, really stuck out to me uh, was what I learned at a conference and someone said that, you know, the most important thing that you can do as a medical student is to become a physician. Because when you become a, a, physician, or a physician or an attending, uh, then you have uh, the ability to shape, uh, more ability to shape the things around you. You have the ability to help your community uh, members in terms of the, the health aspect of it. Uh, you have the ability to become a mentor uh, for other mentees and, and that are coming up. Um, so I kind of stuck with that in my mindset that at the end of the day, no matter what, I needed to become a physician. And that was the most important thing that uh, I could do for myself and for my community. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of created that thick, uh, skin for me to be able to uh, get through those moments. Yeah, and I, and I dare not imply that someone should be subject themselves to disrespect. I do not suggest that at all. Yeah. Um, coming from the point of, you know, people feeling pressured or people being sensitive. I don't mean to tolerate disrespect. I, I do not. Um, yeah. But just the the quickness to to be offended or or upset because people are holding you accountable. Like sometimes some of us will be like, you know what, I'm out of here. You know, why does it always appear that they're coming hard on me? Mm -hmm. and, and I just, you know, sometimes if we if we are so thin, um, then we may lose the opportunity to pursue our dreams. Because you know there are there are gatekeepers in everything that we do, and we got to get past them. But again, I emphasize, I do not you know suggest uh, to subject ourselves to abuse or or any kind of other insults. Absolutely not. Yeah, definitely. That, that's where having mentors and people that have gone through that is very helpful. Um, the mentor can be someone that you can talk to personally, someone that uh, going to meetings and talking to people that. Uh, different meetings, like SNA meetings, uh, but having someone that uh, has been through it and they can tell you that, you know, maybe what you're feeling isn't necessarily uh, what you think it is. This is maybe something that everyone is, everyone that goes through medical school, every medical student who's at the bottom of the, the totem pole of medicine goes through this. That might be something that uh, would be valuable. If you don't have someone that's a mentor, you don't have uh, someone who's gone through that process, then for you, that might seem like, uh, an affront and some that you want to either uh, fight or, or fly or run away from. And obviously that can be detrimental to, to your career, definitely. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to share before we end? And I just want to say thank you for all that you do. I know that uh, I've known you for, well, it's been, uh, I want to say almost uh, <laughs> running on 15 years now. Wow. Uh, it's been a while, actually. Um, and uh, through that whole time that I've known you, you've been um, always an advocate for uh, diversity and health and uh, from, from the day one, from the jump. And uh, that's probably the reason why I went to Tor College is because of uh, the motivation that you had. So you. I want to just uh, say thank you for all the hard work that you've done and your dedication through all these years. Thank you for saying that. And I, I want to say to you, I think I conveyed this in a message. In, in my mind, I can still see you in that, coming into that small room. I could still see that in my mind. You sitting down in front of me with your uh, transcripts. I still have that in my head, and I'm sure I'll have that to the very end. Um, I still do, too. I have uh, yeah. an uh, opposite view, but I definitely still remember that day. Yeah. Definitely. 
<laughs> my head. So yeah. my, Canadian, my, my Canadian transcript confusing you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for contributing. Um, and, and that's the intention. Uh, well, be All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks a lot.